Welcome to the Building Community Podcast, a show for thought leaders like you. You know that success depends on relationships between your organization and the people in and around it. In our show, I speak with experts about building people networks and engaging community. Together, we share how community helps you reach your corporate goals. I'm your host, Simona Pecha, and I've been empowering organizations for a decade and a half doing exactly that. Ready for it? Listen in as we set out to make communities thrive. What I tell them is, you need to have data. Says Andrea Leniani, to stress the importance of monitoring trends, so alumni managers can understand what their alumni need and ultimately give alumni exactly that, when, where, and how they want it, because that drives value for both sides. Andrea is the global head of alumni relations at Citigroup, a multinational investment bank and financial services corporation. They've been around for over 200 years. He started their official alumni network in 2011. Today counts around 30,000 alumni, and its purpose has shifted over the years originally from being a place where retirees self-organized to today where city gives value and gets the same in return. Alumni networks are a huge opportunity in today's fight for top talent. And Andrea's advice? Stay connected with your people and establish a relationship for life. Welcome to the show, Andrea. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Simone, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Andrea, you work with Cities Alumni Network, and it is quite fascinating, especially its origin story. It started out on a quite interesting note about 20 years or so ago. And at that time, you had a former employee use City's name to start his own alumni efforts. And you immediately saw value in what he was trying to do. And that was at a time when alumni networks for corporations weren't even a thing yet. And people didn't really know what to make of it. Tell us a little bit about what happened then and what's been happening since. Absolutely. Yes, it's a very curious story. So I was, uh, at the time I was back in Italy. I'm Italian born and raised and I was taking care of the communication. And there was a group of Italian former CV managers that had gotten together and they had enjoyed their experience at City so much that they had decided to create an alumni network even before it was actually a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And the fun thing is that because there was no official alumni initiative at City, nobody knew how to deal with them, right? So the first reaction was, actually, these guys are using our name without having the permission to do so, so we should actually sue them. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can imagine, uh, the time was 2008, actually. Mm-hmm. And you probably remember what, what happened in 2008 in the financial mm-hmm. sector. And I was a public affairs officer. And the only positive thing that I could say at that time was that a group of people had such a wonderful experience at City that they actually wanted to do something in our name. So I said, you know, before you actually sue them or do anything else, let me take a look into it and see whether we can do something. So basically, because I was a communication person, I gave them a little bit of internal visibility and external visibility. Mm-hmm. I helped them building their initiative so that it matched with the company's goals. And I started using the alumni 
initiative as a creator of goodwill for the company wherever I could, right? In internal meetings, in international meetings. And so, on. so someone probably started to see the opportunity, but it was not until a few years later in 2011, the <laughs> year when we started creating the initiative for the 200th anniversary that happened in 2012. Mm-hmm. Someone said, well, let's do something for the alumni, right? Well, we celebrate our history. Why don't we also celebrate the people that gave their contribution to create the history and let's create the alumni? And mm-hmm. probably everybody's like, oh, that's a fantastic idea. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. But wait a second, who knows anything about alumni? And probably someone said, who's this guy back in Italy who keeps talking about That cheerleader oh, <laughs> alumni networks, yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and that's how it all started. They uh-huh. gave a call. And they're like, hey, Andrea, would you like to expand your what you know about your alumni and coming over to New York to build and run the alumni network? And I immediately jumped on the train and here I am. And here you are. And I see out there that those are actually the alumni networks that function best, that kind of organically form as a bottom-up effort because people really have the need and want to get together and celebrate their relationship with the organization and they want to continue it. Absolutely. I didn't invent anything. To be honest, Cities has been around for 200 years. Well, 210 next year, actually. There, historically, when we started, because we didn't know much about alumni except for what was happening in Italy because of my, of my origin, we did a search and we realized that there were actually 16 unformal alumni initiatives in 16 countries around the world. So Citibank... Yeah. You know, it's been a pioneer it's in, in more than 100 countries, and it went to Asia over 100 years ago. Many of the people that were sent from the U.S. to Asia to help build and start different franchises in all these countries actually still feel a huge attachment to the company and to the people that they work with. Mm-hmm. Historically, city people always wanted to stay connected. Mm-hmm. We simply didn't have an official CD alumni network. And, you know, I just started it and invited everybody to join. And that, that was the beginning of our history as we know it today. Mm-hmm. And wh- how many countries are you in right now with your network? Um, and who are the people that you're actually supporting and serving through that network? So today we serve all any person that has been spent 12 months or more with City. Mm-hmm. And that left in good standing, meaning that they're mm-hmm. rehire eligible. Mm-hmm. We cover, we have activities in 98 countries, but our alumni actually moved around and, and are in 114 countries around the world. And we have about 30,000 members. And I would say probably over half a million alumni, people that used to work for City mm-hmm. are out there. So there's still a lot of, of room to go. Room yeah. So you have an alumni anniversary coming up. And since the origins of the network, how it was formally integrated into City, I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit how the network within City has evolved over time. And more importantly, how has it been able to fully integrate into City's culture? Absolutely. So uh, basically, you can imagine we started in 2011 when 2011, 2012, actually, the official mm-hmm. launch was in January 2012, but we started working on it in 2011. We're still, you know, we were still feeling the consequences of, of the financial crisis, right? So mm-hmm. you can imagine that the relationship between not only cities, but all, all the financial institutions with yeah. their alumni were not rosy, to say the least. People were not happy at all. To be completely honest, when we started, the real idea was to reconnect 
with those people, making them feel part of the family again, making them feel like they were part of the network because of their contribution to our legacy and keep them connected and, and, and actually make them understand where we were going. We were trying to get back to the place that we deserve as one of the most respected financial institutions in the world. Something went wrong during the crisis, but we were rebuilding and we wanted to communicate it. It was just a, a, literally a matter of rebuilding relationships. Well, you know, throughout the years, things have changed and we got to a point now where the job market itself is changed. We went from at the beginning, 10 years ago, when we started, we had people on average that had stayed with City for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And the newer, the younger generation spend with companies less than three years, 2.8 years to be exact, right? So the job market is changing. We are going from an alumni network that was basically a retiree club to an alumni network was a vibrant group of people that are still active in the community and that actually can return to work. Back then, people that left very seldomly came back to work for city or came back to work for the same employer. Today, 10% 10% of our current employee base are people that left and came back, what we call the, uh, the boomer people that yes. left and came back. So 10%, and we're 200,000 people. So there are 20,000 people at city employees that left and came back. So there's a huge opportunity. Not only you save money, you save between fifty dollars and $75,000, of which basically a part is a pure headhunting fee, and the rest is productivity. People that come back, already know their way in. They already know the system. They don't need to undergo a very in-depth learning and development because they already know everything. They already taken the courses. They already know the systems. When they come back, they are happier. They stay longer. They perform better. Mm -hmm. It's a win-win. We save money. We have more committed people. And it's a win-win. At the end of the day, today, there's a huge competition for talents. And to be successful as a company, you need to hire talents. And if it's hard to find them out there because they're already employed somewhere else, why not looking at those who you already know and you can select and you can pick and choose only the best? So you basically have changed your strategic approach. In the beginning, when your alumni members were more the older generation, people who retired from your organization after 20, 25 years, those were your brand ambassadors. Those were the people that were helping spread the word about city and spread the word about what you're doing. They were rooting for you publicly. Absolutely. And since then, you're transferring it in today's crisis, which we have. The global health pandemic has changed labor markets, as you're saying. There is this war for talent out there. And now you're using your member base so that you can bring those talents who maybe have left city gotten more work experience elsewhere, expanded their skill set to bring them back into city and to add value there. Absolutely. And and there's one more thing. Because of the way the world has changed today and and the way the job market has changed today, Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, 10, 15 years ago, when we were talking about alumni initiatives, you were thinking about people who had left, right? So stay connected with people that had left. Mm-hmm. But today, 10, 15 years later, alumni are not anymore th- a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. You have to look at alumni as something in the future because people that are today with you 
will probably leave in two and a half years. So you will need to stay connected with those people to make sure that there's a sort of lifelong relationship Mm -hmm. and you both can enjoy the benefits of this association, right? Mm -hmm. You offer them benefits and you offer them the opportunity to come back. And at the same time, they become brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. They buy your products and they talk nicely about you, about, about your company in their social circles. Mm-hmm. And ultimately come back to work for you because that's a real value for, for the company. Mm-hmm. So when these people come back to work for you, there's also been a shift in thinking of current employees, right? We all have Absolutely. employees who are currently in the organization Absolutely. who maybe are not always big fans of bringing former employees back because they think, oh, Absolutely. you betrayed us, you left. Absolutely. That dynamic at City has that changed? Are people more open now to welcome it's- The rehires, the boomers, as you said, back into... It's absolutely changing because at the beginning, it was us going to them saying, hey, we have the alumni, we need to talk about opportunities to work together. And they're like, why would I want to work with people that left the company? Probably did not believe in our project, in our future. And now they're coming to us saying, hey, can you please put out there on the website this this X number of open positions for alumni? So it's completely transformed the perception of alumni as someone from the past who had to be forgotten, don't even think about coming back, to, oh my God, this is an opportunity. We actually want people to come back. Yeah. So you're working really closely with the HR department. Oh, every single day. Every Uh single day. I'm working every single day with businesses uh, because businesses are seeing the opportunity of doing specific things for their alumni, not only in terms of business, but again, in communication, in staying connected, in managing know-how, in managing uh, knowledge. In uh, You can do so many things with alumni. If you look forward instead of looking backward, that it's amazing. And, and I believe that any large company that has a, a significant number of alumni should actually do it should start to look into it today because if you don't do it today you'll be really late and if you think about people moving around to every two and a half years in five years from now there will be two alumni initiatives that are tapping on the same talent so you better do something quick something now so that you have a competitive advantage on your competitors that will be poaching <laughs> will be looking into poaching your own pool of talents yeah. You're already talking about the return on investment from the point of view from the organization, right? Because putting an alumni program together and having all those support efforts, it takes time, it takes money, yes. and it takes effort. A lot of people are concerned or worried because they don't really know there is no guarantees when you're starting a network. Is it going to flop or is it going to be a huge success, right? So what do you tell those organizations? You said you got to jump on the bandwagon now. Don't wait. Don't be late. Absolutely. Absolutely. But why is it so important to build those relationships? And why is it that organizations first have to give before, as you said, they get something out of it too? You have to give and take. And provided you give, you will also take. And, and you are the organization. So there, there has to be a way to build the trust and the confidence in an institution and in the alumni initiative. So they need to understand that there is a value in it. And by the way, you need to make sure that every single person finds the right way, the, the, the right um, uh, motivation to be part of the alumni network, right? So what we do, we ask them every two years, we send out a survey and we actually ask them, what would you like to see 
uh, mm-hmm. that you don't find today. What do you like? What do you see that you like? And what do you see that you don't like? So that we can yeah. adapt our offering based on their replies to our survey. In terms of ROI, only the communication aspect of it would be worth it, right? Because you yeah. create so much goodwill. But then if you're a company that, you know, if you produce mass market products, only by selling products to your alumni. Alumni are much more willing to buy your products than anybody else. They've been using their products for many years of their lives. Why would they stop using it them now? But um, it's not your role to sell products. Correct. My role is to sell engagement, right? I, I'm not selling products. So my role is to sell engagement and my ROI is based on engagement, right? I have a sort of We called it engagement scale. We put people in in, in buckets. And uh, our success is moving people from less engaged to more engaged because a more engaged alum is someone that will help you reaching your goals more effectively, more rapidly, more quickly. My success is how many people do I manage to move from one bucket to the other, from less to more engaged, Mm -hmm. so that we can sell them more products, have them more committed, uh, you know, build goodwill or mm-hmm. come back to work for city. And engagement for you is, for example, when we're talking about the scale, less engaged to more engaged, it's, for example, people responding to questions on a platform, people opening your emails, coming to your right. events, uh, taking advantage of your educational opportunities that you put out there. That is correct. So the minimum would be to have a working email right? Mm-hmm. The, the next step would be to have a working email and people actually opening the emails when they actually receive them. And then RSVPing to our events, coming to our events, um, participating into several different events, and then help us building the network, maybe opening up their Rolodexes, inviting other people to come, become real ambassadors or angels, as, as yeah. you want to call them. So, I measure my success based on how many people I managed to move from one side to the other. So how much I'm able to move the needle in terms of engagement mm-hmm. rather than business. So I kind of, you know, reverse the, the tables. And now I'm asking our business people, how much business did you make on my platform rather than vice versa? Asking me, <laughs> I'm asking me how much business I'm bringing. But you've, also, day, you've already proven your concept over the years. They, they know the value of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They will know the value. They will know the value. <laughs> Andrea, it sounds like a lot of what you're doing is looking at data and looking at analytics, looking oh. at what your people do. Well, yes. So, you know, I have many people asking me, what's the recipe for your success? And what I, what I tell them is you need to have data to base your decision, to base everything you do on, on data. It's important to collect data, to have a platform behind you that works so that you can understand trends. Because if you see trends, then you can act and react faster than if something happens and you were not prepared for it. So if we see things happening, then we can react and adapt to what we do, our offering based on, on the trends that we see. So bottom line is have, a, have a, a solid platform that will help you understanding your alumni, understanding who they are, what they want, mm-hmm. when they want, so that when you actually provide what they want, when they want and where they want, they are more committed, they are more, they're happier, and they help you reaching your goals more effectively. 
Mm-hmm. And in order to reach goals more effective, effectively, you must have already defined what the goals of the network are. Because oftentimes, or ideally, when we're building an alumni network, the goals will align with the goals of the organization uh, and right. it will support the goals of other departments. So how do you develop this strategy with points of views of the other departments in mind so that you can all pull on the same strings? The bottom line is we have a strategy that connects very tightly with, with, with the strategy of the bank. Yeah. So we have volunteering events. We have big themes that we follow with the bank. The communication from the bank goes out to our internal employees and to the, to the outside world. So we do the same things because we are a sort of sounding board. And at the end of the day, our alumni are the next best thing to our employees. They know us. They're literally part of the family. So we consider mm-hmm. them part of the family. And, and our strategy is to make sure that they find what they're looking for so that they can help us reaching our goals more effectively. Your strategy is to use these valuable resources as multipliers because they know you, they know your values, they know your programs, they know your projects. Sounding board, sounding Mm -hmm. board for everything that happens at City. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What is it that you see in the market, especially in your industry, in the financial industry? Not every organization has alumni networks. What is a big misunderstanding that people have of corporate alumni networks? One of the things that I've seen over the last few years is that every single financial institution is looking at the alumni in a very serious way, more seriously than before. I'm part of it, of a group of like-minded alumni managers of large alumni initiatives. And uh, we... We all have the same issues. We all have the same dreams. We all have the same lookout in the future. Companies that are still waiting to see what happens are afraid of spending money on something that they have not exactly understood, that they don't know what what they can get out of it. But my suggestion is, even if you're a company that's starting today, people that are with you today will become alumni sooner or later and probably even sooner than later. So make sure that they know exactly why you're staying connected, what are your goals, uh, what are the benefits of staying connected, so that once they leave, it's not so complicated to say, hey, why don't you stay connected with me so that one day you can come back and, and along the way enjoy all the benefits that mm-hmm. we can offer. And and it takes time. This This is a good point that you're making along the way, right? We don't need to start everything out being perfect. We start small. We start with the people who are leaving now. We're capturing yes. this group and then are building that network yes. fully. And, and probably also not expecting to, to get the benefits right away, right? When you build a relationship, you first need to build a relationship and then you start getting the benefits of, of the relationship. So if you launch an, an alumni initiative today, you can't expect people to be, hey, I'm super happy and I'm buying your products and I'm coming back to work for you. Right? You need to show with ads <laughs> that there is a relationship there and that they can actually benefit out of it. And you also don't want to see this hockey stick growth, right? This isn't parallel with sales numbers because if we have hockey stick growth, teams can't handle it. If you're going from 100 members to 1,000 to 20,000 within a very short period of time, you have problems adjusting along the way. Iteration needs to happen slowly so that you can that adjust 
rules, guidelines, approaches, services? Yes. Ten years ago, we started small. There were pilot groups for one country in each continent. And we grew up to the 98 countries that we are today. And our growth rate is now about five to 6,000 new alumni every year. Mm-hmm. And if you consider that the average attrition is around 13%, we're catching a lot of the uh, alumni on the way out, a lot of the people mm-hmm. that leave on the way out. So, yeah. yeah. How do you approach this when they're leaving? Do you reach out to them directly? Mm-hmm. Do you reach out while they're still with the organization? It's the, on the one side, the onboarding and then the offboarding process. Is this part of a formal offboarding process within Citigroup? It is part of, uh, of the formal offboarding, but it's also a part of, of the onboarding. For example, in the U.S., we talk about alumni in campus recruitment. So we talk about the alumni opportunity as soon as people get in touch with us interested in joining the company. Because, you know, they're young folks, so we know that they're not going to stay for long. We give them the opportunities to enjoy the benefits of being a, an employee. But at the same time, you have an alumni network behind your shoulders that will help you throughout your life. Mm-hmm not only in terms of supporting each other, but also keeping doors open to come back to work for us one day. A lot of the big uh, consulting firms across the world have right. adopted this very successfully right. to be attracted yeah. as an employer because you have this big network that can help in your career progression. Absolutely. Consultants do it in a very constructive way. Saying if you don't make it to partner in a certain amount of years, then we will help you actually placing you somewhere else so that we can stay connected and then you keep and you become client day one. But we're a little bit more democratic, I have to say, but <laughs> we have a huge range of people. We have uh, a Nobel Prize. We have two prime ministers, two former prime ministers, several foreign affairs ministers, several finance ministers, central bankers. But we also have people that have spent all of their careers in a call center in Costa Rica or in South Dakota or in Poland or, you know, everywhere else. So we are much more democratic. We don't do this only for our senior partners or for Mm -hmm. our senior people. We do it for everybody. And we need to make sure that everybody finds their own reason to be there. Perfect. So Andrea, let me ask you, what inspires you when work gets difficult? As an alumni manager, you juggle a hundred balls at once. You wear 20 hats at once. There is there is those days, and I have them too, where you think you can't you can't do it all. You can't make everyone happy. What inspires you on those days when things get tough? It's probably the craziness of the pioneers, right? So not having a benchmark. Uh, when we started, there was nothing that I could actually be inspired by, right? So everything I had were were either the consultants or schools or universities or colleges. Yeah. But I had to create my own way. And to a certain extent, I became a sort of a pathfinder. And now we're there. And what inspires me is that no matter how difficult it is, we're doing something new. We're building an industry that did not exist before, right? So we're transforming the nice to have into a must have. If you think about it a few years ago, we're like, yeah, we have an alumni network and we get together for a free drink every year. And we send each other Christmas wishes. Now, it's a business. It's becoming a business. And and I am part of the driving force towards this new thing. And this is what drives my my enthusiasm every day. Wonderful. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's such a pleasure to chat with you again. Is there anything you'd love to add? Anything that 
our audience should know, I will share contact data and contact information with them so they can get in touch if they have questions. Anything beyond that you want to let them know? Well, if you haven't thought about it, if you're a company and you're on the market and you have a lot of employees and you still don't have an alumni network, do it now. Start thinking about it now. Do it right. Think about a strategy. Get get the right backbone, which is a, a, a solid uh, tech platform, and do it now because of the, because you're already late. All of the large companies are already doing it. You will be competing with fierce competition going forward. So you better do it now and do it right from the start. One addition to that, you're talking about large companies. What about medium companies, small companies, companies who have 200 employees and not 2,000 employees or 20,000 employees? What about them? Added well, value of alumni networks as well? They should. Everybody should have an alumni network because the world is changing. And no matter whether you're a large company or a small company or a medium company, you will still need to find the right talents if you want to succeed as a company. An alumni network can help you being a better employer, being a better company at the end of the day. So um, whether you're big, medium or small, do it, do it now, do it right. With that, Andrea, I'm going to close our session. It was such a pleasure having you today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Simone, and thank you to everybody who's been listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Building Community Podcast. Is there a leader in your organization or network who needs to hear this? Please share this podcast with them. Help get the word out about the immense value of community. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a review. Until next time, help your communities thrive.